Oh, hey there. Come on in. We're just about to start. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian, a fun weekly podcast about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. I'm Rob, and together with my wife, Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative and entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. Join us each week as we strive to help you with transforming your overall health and relationship with food through up-to-date, evidence-based nutrition information. It's not one or the other, health or festivities. You can have it all. Immune health is key to overall wellness. There's many quotes about the importance of health. Once your health is taken away, you have nothing. Health is the first wealth, or if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. If we practice a few simple daily habits, you can ensure a strong immune system to stay healthy all year long. Join us today for Immune Health for the Holidays. Enjoying the show? You can help others find it and enjoy it too by giving us a five-star rating or review. If you feel like reaching out to us with a question or comment, you can send us an email at mywifetherd at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at mywifethedietitian.com, as well as our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Enjoy the show. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian. Hello, Sandra. Well, this is a special episode. Is it? Yeah. Why is that? Because we're doing holiday immune health. It is. Just the days that everyone's getting together, lots of family and friends coming together for holiday celebrations. And we want to make sure that people stay healthy and strong through this holiday season. It's uh, winter in the Northern Hemisphere. Exactly. We got your back. We're looking out for you and uh, we want to keep everyone healthy. Yeah. And Merry Christmas to those who celebrate Christmas. It's probably Christmas Day when this is coming out. So Mm. maybe you'll listen to it on Christmas Day. Maybe you'll be eating turkey and uh, doing other things. But anyway, enjoy the season. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, we'll uh, do our best to try to keep you healthy with some tips and strategies here. Yeah. And we're going to answer part of the listener's question. It was all about immunity this time of year and what the role of zinc is. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and we'll probably do a whole episode on nutrition nuggets about zinc in particular, but uh, we'll touch on it here today. Mm-hmm. There we go. Good. So we're going to talk about 10, 10 tips to help with holiday immunity, like in, like keeping your immune system healthy and strong throughout this season. So number one is balanced nutrition. That's the obvious number one, but often forgotten. But yeah. yeah, I mean, if you eat well, that is a big step in the right direction to staying healthy and keeping your immunity up. Yeah, and I think what happens is, you know, people get thrown off track a little bit when they're doing a lot of parties with family and friends and having maybe some drinks and staying up late and the routine is off a bit. So it can throw off kind of the balance. And so we got to just remember that maybe the days that you aren't at a party or you're not at a function, try to get back on track through those days. Mm -hmm. Because usually the holiday can be, you know, a week or two weeks long for people. So 
we don't have to be um, off track the whole time. No, exactly. And don't don't use the excuse that oh, I'll start in January. Like there's no there's no reason why you have to stop being healthy. I mean, go out and have fun, like Sandra said, you know. But get next day, you can just jump back on track again, and instead of just blowing off the whole thing and having to, you know, catch up in January. Catch up. Catch up. <laughs> catch up. That's not on the list. Well, it could be. It not has likely. some lycopene from the tomatoes okay yeah because we want to look at um, lots of color lots of uh, vegetables and fruits that have color and uh, with balanced nutrition should we dive right into this one absolutely okay because we do touch on um, a little bit later in the food section but balanced nutrition you think of your plate and you think you want lots of veggies on that plate like half the plate and then some a quarter of it, some sort of protein rich food and and a quarter whole grain or starchy food. So that would be like balanced nutrition. And you think of maybe two of your meals in the day could include a plate that, that has that ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep you on track. Yeah. And remember with some of the protein sources, you can include beans. So lots of different bean dishes going around, like we just had chili yesterday, but also you can have hummus as a dip for the appies. So that that's a nice protein food that fits in that category. Exactly. A plant-based protein with those phyto fats, uh, the healthy fats. And also if we can include the beans, as I mentioned, like four times a week, that's a good kind of way to aim for a healthy amount of beans. Beans, beans, beans. <laughs> we beans. always talk about those beans. Four, four times for four times a that, week. That's right. And there might be fish served at some of the holiday celebrations too. And that's great because we want to try to get fish twice a week, which is high in omega-3 fatty acids, which is really good for our immune system and our brain health and our mood and it's anti-inflammatory. And there's so many benefits to eating fish. So many, yeah. Yes. So those are two really good sources of a good protein on that plate. Or chicken is great too. Beef, dairy fits in there. So some of the cheese that you might be having, um, the yogurt, other dairy products like maybe milk or plant-based milk alternatives. Mm -hmm. And then of course, nuts and seeds. They are a great addition to salads or they can be in a mix, like a nut mix, the Brazil nut, cashews, almonds, walnuts, pecans. I add nuts to so many things that I eat. I just, I like texture. I've said this before. I like, I like different textures when I eat, but I'll eat peanuts, whatever nuts we have in my salad, in my yogurt. I'll throw them in cottage cheese. Um, Yeah, whatever. I just like that crunch. So that's good. I, I, and I never used to do that. That's something that I've started sort of later in life. So Wonderful. If someone had told me, if I had listened to this podcast when I was like 20 years old, then uh, yeah, I would have been doing it for a while. But yeah, yeah, yeah I give think, it a shot. I think nuts in the past have been villainized and like, yeah, I think, you know, yeah. too high in fat, they're too high in calories and all this. And it's actually the phytofats are really good, they're high in fiber. You got to crunch through them. So it's a lot of work for yourself to, for your teeth and that's a good thing because it slows down the whole eating event 
But if they're in a shell, it even slows it down more. So if you have mm -hmm. nutcrackers around Christmas and you got those whole nuts, that's actually even better because it reduces like it, its work to get that nut. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. And also they're a really good source of zinc. So oh. that's a good food source of zinc is the nuts and seeds. They're really high, like the pumpkin seeds, cashews. Are they all a source of zinc or specific ones? Like you just mentioned there. Yeah, they all have different amounts. Okay. Um, I think and we, we looked at this the other day when we were looking. Remember I was I was testing you with all the different kinds of nuts and asking you which one's the highest fat and blah, blah, blah. But I, I think zinc was one of those things that... It's not listed on the nutrition Oh, is it not? No. Oh, it must have been something else then. Because yeah. I was surprised that, oh, this has got a lot of whatever it was that I saw. Yeah, okay. yeah. Maybe it's calcium or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's true too yeah absolutely and brazil nuts are loaded with selenium which is another really important mineral that we're going to get to in a minute about we're going to talk about specifics with the minerals and the vitamins but brazil nuts are loaded with selenium mm -hmm. so that's a really good one too just to have in that mix like if you eat one a week you're gonna or one a day or a handful a week is really good yeah yeah you don't need many no exactly and of course, the green leafy veggies. So any kind of way to get some, you know, if it's spinach, like cooked spinach or stir fried, or maybe there's kale in there, or there's broccoli or arugula or any of those leafy greens through the holidays, that's really important to try to include those most days. Mm -hmm. The thing I've mentioned this before too, with, with the leafy uh, greens, don't be afraid. Like you don't have to make a big meal around your 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 greens because sometimes it's hard if you're you know depending on what you're making it doesn't fit so just throw some in your mouth just grab a handful and eat it like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be uh like a special dish yeah you know you just just grab a handful and eat it yeah and there you go you yeah. don't need much you know oh yeah i just did that with some radishes and some arugula just yeah, yeah. as i was like looking like for a snack like you're eating in the garden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. That's how we used to be eating. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's right. And then orange vegetables, of course. And we <laughs> go off on those a lot. Like oh, yeah. trying to get the carrots in there, squash, pumpkin, apricots, orange peppers or yellow peppers. Yeah. All those are good. So yeah. some sort of orange veggie is really good to include too. All right, the next one I want to go over is hydration. So keep hydrated through your holiday. Yeah, that's an important one. It's really important. And I was going to say, I find uh, partly because it's the time of year, you're not drinking as much water. Like you drink a lot of water in the summer because you're running around and you're hot. Like you're drinking it because you're hot, not because you're thinking, I need to hydrate. Mm -hmm. You're just hot and thirsty. And, and in the winter, you're a little bit more sedentary maybe or i am anyway i presume a lot of people other mm -hmm. people are um so, so yeah like you tea? don't tea is a good one because well, it's a warm beverage yeah yeah uh, that's still hyd hydrating right oh yeah yeah green tea and herbal teas and even like a, a decaf uh regular tea or you can have regular tea but just know that there is caffeine it's about a third of the amount as a cup of coffee so like say earl gray or orange pico or like a regular tea right a full cup is about a third of a cup of coffee in terms of caffeine. But yeah, so it's uh, that's a way to do it. I mean, in the winter, it is harder to uh, drink lots of water, but it's really important to keep hydrated. So 
like just this morning, I went, I was at the grocery store and I did that blood pressure thing and it showed I was like dehydrated. Basically, my body mass was like so low with water. And that always happens because you're not drinking overnight, you know, water, mm-hmm. you wake up dehydrated. That's why people, if you weigh yourself in the morning, your weight is going to be the lowest of the day because you've lost water overnight. Right, right. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's really important. You know, we, we've talked about how everybody, everybody, uh, like an adult, loses 10 cups of water over the course of the day just by uh, sweating and breathing and urinating and pooping. So all those different ways we are losing fluid. So we need to replace the fluids. Yeah, for sure. That's a lot, 10 cups. Yeah, yeah. And it's tempting to drink lots of sugary beverages because it's the holidays and, you know, there's lots of different beverages around but maybe limit that. Like if you're not at a function or a party, if you're at home, just don't be drinking the pop and don't be drinking the juice. Like drink the water or the tea or the, you know, herbal teas, not the sugary beverages because it's just excess calories that your body doesn't need and it's just not healthy for overall immune health. I would think if if someone were drinking pop on a regular basis like that was kind of their go-to and they had two or three cans of pop a day if they just eliminated that one thing i bet that would make a huge difference in their health you are so right right i've i've had clients that that's like the low-hanging fruit of a you know smart goal and we like how about reduce your pop intake and you know it it's amazing rob you're right like it really it improves so much for them. Yeah. And it's just it's just one one thing to change. And yeah. you can slowly reduce it to two a day and then one a day and then but I you know, you gotta find something to replace it with. Yeah. But it's amazing how many people that's kind of pop or juice, that's their go to beverage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it just I'm it kind of boggles my mind because I haven't I mean, I'm I'm lucky that I live with a dietitian who, you know, I know better. I know what's, <laughs> right. I know what's healthy. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, there's still, you know, that's something that you can change. Well, there's just so many sugary drinks in our environment, in the grocery store, like everywhere you go, it's just beverages. When you get a beverage, it's going to be sugary probably. And mm-hmm. it's just, just an easy go-to thing, but it's just not healthy and it's not good for your immune system at all. No. It's really actually suppresses it. If you're drinking way too much sugar or you're eating too much sugar and drinking the sweetened beverages can actually make your body want, you, you, your taste buds want more sugary foods. So we're actually interviewing someone in the near future about... Um, the sugar addiction. And uh, so that'll be an interesting one too. Yeah, really. The third one is sleep. Really important, really important. So seven to nine hours every night. So we did a whole episode on sleep and the importance of sleep hygiene. And that is uh, a really, this time of year for a lot of people, it's hard because there's so much going on or maybe staying up late, but our body craves that routine and consistency of at minimum seven hours of sleep. Yeah, it makes a difference. And like we said before, or I've said before, uh, going to bed earlier uh, made a huge difference for me 
you know, you get your eight hours of sleep between, you know, say 10 o'clock at night and six in the morning instead of midnight and eight, mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference. So yeah, yeah, it really does if, just if, shift it. If you're getting eight hours of sleep and you're still feeling kind of groggy, maybe try going to bed earlier. See if that helps. Smart. Good idea. Well, I just followed what you did. It wasn't me being smart. (laughs) Well, especially in the winter because it gets dark so early. So staying up like really late, it's just the artificial light that, you know, like as humans, we used to always go to sleep when the sun went down, just like the animals outside, right? So why are we staying up till all hours of the night Mm -hmm. watching movies or watching our devices when really our body needs to sleep and it's so good for our whole system to just shut down overnight. And if you're a shift worker, I'm really sorry, because I know you can't. And it's, it's, you know, it's going against your body's biology. And we did a whole episode with Jacob Hansen came in, he's a firefighter and talked about what he would do um, with his shift work in terms of strategies to optimize his own health. So he's not eating big meals in the middle of the night and drinking lots of water to to keep hydrated, but it is, um, you know, it's really important if you can sleep seven to nine hours every night and kind of try to keep a consistent schedule, that's going to be really much better for your immune system and your overall health. Yeah, for sure. And exercise is number four. So making sure you're getting, you're still moving, even though it's like holiday season, getting, you know, getting together with family, driving to different places take walks with your family or go for hikes or try to just keep moving. It's really important to get that activity during the day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm victim to that. I, I often get so busy with the stuff that I feel I have to finish a certain day. And, and my exercise kind of is what gets um, forgotten. Right. It's not a priority. It is a priority, but it just, yeah, I guess it, well, I guess it isn't enough of a priority (laughs) because I don't do it because I feel like, oh, I got to finish this and I'll, I'll exercise tomorrow. And, and, uh, sometimes I do, but other times, yeah, it's, it's, you end up going a few days and you just let yourself, you let your schedule kind of like take over and. I've been impressed that you're doing yoga in the morning again. Uh, That was like your smart goal from uh, the very start of the year. Yeah. It really was. Well, and I was, I'm not just starting to do it now. From, well, you, from January. I mean, I've, I did do it for a long time and then I yeah. got off yeah, probably, it's probably in the summer, summer or yeah. whatever, but yeah, my body started to hurt and feel really stiff. And I'm like, ah, you know what? This is going to just accumulate. Yeah. Pretty soon I'm not going to be able to move. <laughs> I was watching our teenage daughter like bend in half and do the splits and all that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta step it up here. Totally. I'm going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be embarrassing. Well, it's important, you know, as we get older, it's even, it's more important that we move and we're, you know, flexible and trying to get at least 150 minutes a week in. So that's like two and a half hours of moderate to high intensity cardiovascular exercise. So Mm -hmm. walking or something that it actually is a bit of an effort to talk. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, even if it's 10 10 minutes, three times a day, just getting up and going for a walk. And, you know, if you can get on a bike or if you're swimming or whatever activity you like to do, it's really important to keep doing it through the holidays. Absolutely. Yeah. And then stress is the number five uh, 
uh, stress management, I should say. So using meditation and deep breathing, getting out into nature, doing the yoga that you're doing in Mm -hmm. the morning, and I do too, um, in separate rooms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yes, like trying to just take some time to disconnect from the world around you. And uh, especially if you're with social, like if you're out um, with family and friends and it's just like full on, um, you need to take a bit of time to yourself. Yeah, totally. It's really it important. Re- it really makes a difference. Yeah. It's kind of the equivalent of having a nap in the afternoon. It's mm-hmm. just like stepping out from that big, you know, chaotic social gathering and having a having a few minutes to yourself is is the equivalent of having a nap and what it does for your brain. Well, your energy level and, and yeah. your, yeah, it just is, it's like a little reset. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, control, alt, delete on a computer. Yeah. Just like let, you know, stop every, the operating system, you know, just like close it down for a minute and restart. You need to recognize it though. I think that's a lot of people don't recognize that they need that. They're just like driving themselves into this hole and they don't realize that, you know, you need to stop and, and take a break and, and reset yourself once in a while or or you're not going to be able to get out of that hole. Yeah. And a lot of times we combat it with eating something sweet or trying to have some coffee yeah. or like trying to like jolt ourselves out of it. Totally. But really you might just need to have some time to yourself, like to just a quiet time or, you know, meditation, deep breathing, mm-hmm. um, just a moment to check out. Exactly. All right, we're getting through it here. Um, hand hygiene, obviously, washing hands, really important when you're uh, shaking hands and you're around a lot of people just to keep yourself, um, you know, when you're eating with your hands and uh, you just want to make sure that you, you're you clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the foods, let's talk about that. So we talked about the balanced nutrition at the start and we said specific foods. Now, with the foods that are high in vitamin C, that's really important because vitamin C-rich foods helps with uh, prevention of colds and flus to make sure that you're not deficient. So what are some vitamin C-rich foods? Well, orange foods are yeah. going to be yeah. vitamin C. Yeah. Your leafy greens, Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Those are good. I'm sure there's other things too. I haven't had this test in a while. <laughs> it's okay. Most, well, a lot of fruit. Right? Yeah. Strawberries yeah. have vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oranges and strawberries yeah. and spinach and broccoli. Peppers are loaded. Right. And potatoes are really high right. in vitamin potatoes. C. Right. Potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes. Huh. Weird. See, I wouldn't, I, that's one that just doesn't seem to fit the, the mold. Yeah. I know. So it it's does. a funny one. It, yeah, totally. And remember citrus fruit. So any lime or lemon, uh, yeah. grapefruit. Oranges, those are all really good. Zest, zest the the um, lemon or lime. Mm-hmm. Put that onto your meals. Make it taste really good. It adds some vitamin C to help increase the absorption of the iron in the food. I think we did a whole episode on iron, mm-hmm. and that was a good way. As vitamin C rich foods help with your iron absorption. Yeah, now you were saying something about vitamin C and spreading it out through the day to keep because it. it um... Yeah, it has a short half-life. So basically with food, just eating, you know, fruits at snacks and veggies at meals, then you're getting a good source of vitamin C regularly. Um, For people that take supplements, if you take like a big dose once a day, that's just 
not a good idea because your body only can use like it it's water soluble so you pee it out and you just use what you need and then you pee out the rest so it's uh it's like the b vitamins the same thing you so pee, pee out the rest you're better to take it like a couple of different times throughout the day if you want the full effect of it instead of one big dose in the morning is if that, you take a supplement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's in those foods we talked about, so that's the best way. And berries mm-hmm. is really good, high in vitamin C also. And yeah, if you take a multivitamin mineral, then you're going to get a little bit of vitamin C in there too. Does it work the same way with food? Like if I sat and ate a bucket full of oranges in the morning and then no other vitamin C through the day, would that my body react the same way and like I would pee it out and I'd be better to eat that bucket of oranges over the course of the day? Hypothetically, speaking. hypothetically, it's always better to spread out the uh, yeah okay like it's it's better in a lot of different senses because if you're eating a whole bucket of orange bucket of oranges at once, then what aren't you eating at that meal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's not very balanced. No, I know. I'm just I'm just wanted to make sure that people understood that we weren't just talking about supplements and spreading them out during the day. It's it's good to spread out whatever your food is yeah yeah for sure like uh exactly i mean it's a another strategy just with healthy living is you know eating three meals a day and two snacks and then if you include vegetables at most of your meals and fruits at your meals or snacks you're getting a good source of vitamin c helps your body absorb the iron and it's also just uh you're getting that regular those antioxidants those polyphenols those really important nutrients and all those vitamins and minerals and the fiber. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they're volume foods because uh, they have lots of water volume. The ones I mentioned, like the minimally processed whole foods, like vegetables and fruits, right? You know, the broccoli and the leafy greens and the, you know, watermelons high in vitamin C and you got all the fruits that like the cantaloupe and, a kiwi is really good. Mm. So all of those will, like, it takes effort to chew them and get through the skin, get through all the pulp and the seeds. And that's really good. You're getting some fiber. You're getting extra water out of your food. So there, yeah, it all ma- it all makes a little difference. Awesome. Okay. And then vitamin D is really important. So we've talked about that a lot, um, how it's the sunshine vitamin mm-hmm. and in the... Northern Hemisphere, we're just not getting enough through the sun. So if you don't get it through your food, which it's hard to get through your food because there's just not that much in our food supply. So a multivitamin mineral will give you a little bit of extra vitamin D. It's D3. Or um, you can take a supplement of vitamin D3. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, upper limit is 4,000 IUs a day. Per day, right. Yeah, and it is fat soluble, so it stays in your system for a while. Like, uh, I think I mentioned this on an earlier episode how, in long term care, to reduce the pill burden, so elderly people aren't getting a vitamin D supplement every day, they get once a week 10,000 IUs, so that it's really, it equals a little bit more than like it's around 1400 a day mm-hmm. because it's fat soluble. It stays in the system. You don't right. need it every single day. Right. So that's a strategy too. Yeah. And there's a little bit of that in your multivitamin too, if you take a multivitamin. Yeah. And, usually about uh, 400. Yeah. Oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. About 400 average, I yeah. use. And then also um, it's needed in 
infants to elderly uh, forever, like <laughs> as long as you live. So you need your um, extra vitamin D because it is um, really important for our immune system and our immune health. Our, mm -hmm. our body cells all have vitamin D receptors and many of us, a third of Canadians are deficient in vitamin D and it leads chronic deficiency. If you're not getting the vitamin D, then it could lead to autoimmune diseases like multiple sclerosis and uh, lupus and breast cancer and uh, bowel cancer and prostate cancer. So there's lots of different chronic diseases that can result from vitamin D deficiency, long-term vitamin D deficiency right. and, and mental health, like uh, mood and mm -hmm. depression. Is there anything, any other food or mineral that interacts with vitamin D to like reduce its effectiveness? Like you were saying with iron and vitamin C, there's a relationship with that and you should eat them together to get the full efficiency of the iron, right? Yeah, vitamin D is fat soluble. So there's a good amount in fish. So you have to eat um, like the food, meaning that it has to be with something that's fatty. So fatty fish has vitamin D. Um, your body needs a little bit of fat to help absorb the vitamin D. So all the fat soluble vitamins are the same in that regard. So even that, if you take a supplement of vitamin D, you need to, you need something to help it absorb. That's a good question. Um, it's better to take your supplements with food. Okay. Because then you do have enzymes that are already working and helping as carriers to take those vitamins and minerals into your system. Right. Um, with vitamin D, it helps your gut absorb calcium. So if you don't have enough vitamin D in your system, that's another thing. You might not be getting enough calcium to help keep your skeleton and your bones strong. Oh, interesting. So it's all, it all relates and it also works in concert with magnesium. Vitamin D does? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So some supplements have vitamin D, magnesium, and calcium. All right, let's move on. Um, zinc is another one that uh, is related to our immune system, and it has a, a role in various aspects of our immunity. So it also has a role in the development of immune cells, and zinc has an anti-inflammatory effect. Okay, that's, that's a lot of different stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a micro mineral and it can, the absorption of zinc can be impeded by having too much iron or too much copper. So oh, there is this uh, balance with it. And it's uh, it's something that is uh, important for men, but you don't want to take too much. Is there, what's the, the relationship with, with men and zinc? <laughs> is there a short answer to that? <laughs> We're going to do whole nutrition nuggets on yeah, this. Yeah, we're going to have to now. Yeah, but it is actually, it's helpful for sperm production and helpful for fertility. Um, it's also important in if you have a wound or you are trying to heal, it's really important for that aspect. It helps with building your immune system, like it's actually developing the immune, the immunity cells hmm. in addition to protein. And it's also, yeah, I think I mentioned with reproduction and sexual maturation, those are all aspects that zinc is a really key element in. And how does it affect your immunity? It just, it just builds the immune cells? Yeah, it helps with the immune cells. And it's actually 
I guess we'll just go into this. Then. Sure, let's just do it. <laughs> it's got an antiviral effect, so it can um, interfere with, uh, it's almost like a, a shield for your cells from viruses. So viruses trying to get into your throat or your nose, and if you have enough zinc, it helps to block that that virus from getting in. Oh, interesting. So, and it can reduce the severity and duration of uh, respiratory infections. Huh. So, you know, they you there's different um, zinc throat sprays that you yeah. can that you've seen. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah, and they all have different amounts of zinc that are in them, but uh, for men, basically the RDA, it's a little bit different in Canada than it is in the States, but for men, it's a little bit higher than women. So 15 milligrams, this is in the States, and 12 for women. That's per day. Yeah. Yeah. And some zinc supplements have 50. So they have like more than double, like a lot more. And so you would take that like a couple of times a week instead of every day? Yeah. Ideally? Ideally. It's just because the thing with zinc is if you're taking, if you're supplementing with zinc, you can easily get too much and that suppresses your immune system. Oh, interesting. And it affects, um, if you have a zinc deficiency, taste can be affected too. So if someone says, oh, I have like no taste or I can't taste food, that could mean that there's, they're not getting enough zinc in their diet. Oh, really? Interesting. And is it something that stays in your system? Like like you said, the vitamin C, you pee it out. The vitamin D, you can take a big dose and it lasts all week. How does, what is what is zinc like? Oh, that's a good question. It is a mineral. So it's it stays in your cells and your system right. a bit longer than uh, it's not water soluble. So if you did have one of those 50 milligram pills, that's just something you could do well, like a couple of times a week, I guess. Yeah. That, if you have that, that's right. Because yeah. I don't, I, I haven't seen many that sell small amounts, like the zinc. They're Have all you, over the map, yeah. actually. Yeah, because uh, this this one is, um, we just, uh, I looked at some of the ones on the shelf, and it's so interesting. The multivitamin mineral has three milligrams of zinc. Okay, which isn't really enough for your daily. Well, I think you're supposed to eat your food oh, right. to get zinc. I can't, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so so they're assuming, what are the food sources? They're assuming you're going to eat some oysters with that. Oh, oysters are really high in zinc. Yeah, there you go. And it depends on where they come from. Oh, is it like, yeah. what, what do you mean? What part of the world? Yeah. Or, oh, really? Yeah, the ones in the Atlantic apparently are very high in zinc, and the ones in the Pacific are lower. I heard something else about some other kind of uh, seafood that was better from the Atlantic. Hmm. can't remember what it was, but there was something. Yeah, I can't remember. Hmm. Anyway, so Atlantic. Yeah, oysters are a good source of zinc. And then uh, beef has some good amount of zinc. Baked beans, pumpkin seeds, um, barley, rice. An egg yolk has a little bit of zinc. A garden burger has some zinc. A garden burger. Yeah. How much zinc would you get from, say, like like a handful of pumpkin seeds or something like that? Yeah, an ounce of pumpkin seeds gives you 2.1 milligrams of zinc. An ounce. That's yeah. like, so that's about that's, that's about the same as in your multivitamin. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, it's it's doable to get, get your zinc through your food if mm-hmm. you're eating the right foods. Yeah. Yeah. And these immune plus gummies... Uh, they have nine milligrams of zinc. So that's 
in Canada, that's a woman's RDA is nine. And RDA means what? Recommended daily allowance. Okay. And what's the other thing with the uh, IU? That's that's another serving size for... International units for vitamin D for and vitamin, vitamin E. Right. Okay. All right. So uh, we're almost done here. Probiotics, making sure that you're having some fermented food to help keep your gut healthy uh, and strong mm-hmm. throughout the holiday season. So what are some that you eat? Uh, cabbage. We eat lots of cabbage. You made this wicked salad the other day that was beets. And cabbage, like red cabbage, had some onion in it. Uh, and uh, But those aren't fermented. Those are really delicious. But we also have kimchi. We do have kimchi, yeah. So that's, cabbage, cabbage isn't... Oh, well, sauerkraut. sauerkraut. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's got to be the fermented version of it. Mm-hmm. Not, okay. Which is like really... I mean, most people have some fermented foods in the day, don't you think? I mean, if you have yogurt or kefir, well, yeah, know. sauerkraut, pickles kombucha. There's lots of different ways to, even sourdough bread has fermented. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit of a um, obscure, to be honest. I don't think that's the mainstream for a lot of people. Yogurt, maybe, mm-hmm. but all the other ones, I mean, we didn't start eating that stuff until, I don't know, not recently, but it wasn't, I wasn't eating that stuff when I was like younger. It's funny because fermentation has been around since like since time began Mm -hmm. you know you think of like that's how they had got alcohol exactly you know and so it's been around forever and i think we do eat it without realizing it or eat it and drink it anyways it's really important for our gut health and the last one is the connection with family and friends and just uh, making sure that you're connecting with people yeah that's always important to remember and there's lots of that at, at this time of year. You're socializing maybe more than you want to, but uh, yeah, it's always it's always good to have some connection with people. And we've done we've done a few episodes. This kind of rings a bell for me. They've done studies showing like the effects. Was it maybe with the Doug Cook, the brain health one, the effect of like socialization and and being with other people? And mm-hmm. it might have been him. It might have been someone else we were talking to, but. Yeah, there's there's been a few episodes we've we've had where we've had different people talking about how important it is to have a relationship with other people on a regular basis and socialize. Yeah, yeah, and that connection it's just such a strong part of human nature and um oh, I know what you're thinking. It's actually one that we're not it's uh coming out later. Oh, okay. So we've the done happy, the interview we have the haven't, happiness reset. We haven't um, about connecting with people and Making social social interactions is really important for mm-hmm. our uh, our brain health and and happiness. It's our new, it's our New Year's Day episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there you go. That's coming up. And sorry, I missed one with the uh, with the foods. So B vitamins are really important for stress and helping with anxiety and. As we're so busy, we burn up all our B vitamins and we're using them in our the energy. So it's widespread in food, in whole minimally processed foods. So you get B vitamins in lots of different like whole grains and vegetables and fruits. And then um, 
if you feel that you need a little bit extra, you would probably take a B complex because then it's got actually Doug Cook talked about this in the food and mood and how nutrients impact our brain health. And if we're falling short of the B vitamins, you don't want to take just one type of B, B1 or B2 or Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) We want the B complex because it's a little bit of all of them and they work together. That's the B12 in there, B6, uh, the biotin, the um, B1, which is thiamine and riboflavin, B2 and niacin's B3. So, and then the folic acids, B9. So they're all really important for um, lots of different processes in our body mm-hmm. and in our brain. Okay. So yeah, that, those are those are good too for um, helping with our overall health. But we get a lot of that from our food, you were saying, for most people. Yeah. 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 And that's the one that if you are taking a B complex or even a multivitamin that has B, like B complex, like all the Bs in it, mm-hmm. you'll notice that your urine might be bright like fluorescent oh yeah and that's the b vitamins that you're peeing out yeah don't uh don't get scared when you see that the first time right but if you take that and your urine's just regular color then maybe you were deficient in the b vitamins and you needed your cells are taking everything it can get oh and like they're absorbing everything there's nothing to pee out yeah oh interesting oh that's yeah there you go Got to pay attention to that stuff, I guess. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's all very important. Yeah. So, and, and limiting. So, just to try to just remember the ultra processed foods. If you're eating them day after day after day, those can um, impact the immune health and impact your overall health. So, not so good if that's a big portion of your diet is ultra processed foods. So try to eat those whole minimally processed foods that we mentioned before, the berries, the nuts, the seeds, the beans, the fish, green leafy veggies, the orange vegetables, the whole grains like oats and probiotics. Exactly. Yeah. Makes a difference. And for a lot of people who like to start things, it's a good time of year to, you know, well, January 1st, I guess, after Christmas. We'll let you finish with your festive uh, season, but uh, it's a good time to make some changes if if that's something you want to try to do. Yeah, and I think at the start you were saying that keep keep healthy through the through the holiday and uh, don't wait till January 1st to start. Yeah, exactly. Get a kickstart. Yeah, but uh, if you're looking to make changes, it's a good time of year to do it too. So, yes, and that's... Uh, Wraps up today's episode. We will be back, like we said, uh, next week, New Year's Day. We've got a really neat episode uh, with Tamara Lechner, who wrote the book, uh, The Happiness Reset. And she joins us for a really interesting discussion on happiness. She's a happiness expert, which uh, we're going to learn all about her tricks. She's worked with some pretty interesting people. Deepak Chopra is one of her mentors. Uh, which is really interesting. So she's got a lot of really cool things to say, and we thought it'd be a fun episode to have on New Year's Day for those who were looking to start fresh. And Yeah, it was a really great episode and fun interview. So I yeah. can't wait for that one to come out. Yeah, well, you're going to have to wait about a week and a little bit more than that because it'll be out 
Yeah. I can't wait. No, I can't wait. Well, maybe like, I'll let maybe like I'll let you have a listen. The, the gift under the tree. I can't wait. I, I can't know. wait. Can I open it now? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, everyone. I hope everyone has a great uh, holiday season. And uh, if you're bored later, you run out of family to talk to, uh, you can always go and visit our website and see if there's anything interesting there. And uh, always lots of uh, things to read and nice pictures to look at inspire you to hit up the kitchen and make some new things maybe um we are going to be doing a lot of new stuff next year next year as in like coming up soon here so we're going to have uh, an episode soon that we'll sort of run through and describe everything that we've been talking about here that we keep promising you you can also find us on social media we're on youtube instagram and facebook adding things there once in a while as well so feel free to check those out leave a comment if you feel inspired uh, a, a like, a, a, a thumbs up or however it works. Those are all, all good too. And don't forget to rate and review the show. That always helps keep things moving forward for us here. Thank you so much for people's input and really appreciate the comments and the messages that this show has impacted your and your family's health. I, we love hearing that. And we mirror that with our own extended family. People tell us all the time, which is nice to hear. So thank you. We, we love doing this show and we have so much fun and we love interacting with all of you. Yeah. So that is it for this week. Enjoy the rest of your holidays and we will be back soon. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. 